Holy mackerel, Chris. Oh. I was floored by that. Seriously, dude. For those of you who are just joining us for the podcast, <laughs> Chris just did an interpretive dance for everybody. <laughs> that was amazing. Can we give one more round for Chris? That was so good. When, when, I'm, when I'm traffic counting in the car <laughs> it, for, for my summer job, Chris gave me uh, uh, for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the first season of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And so like I've watched that whole season. And in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, they are so good dancers. Like All of them just are so great. And I'm just like, Chris could like like compete with Will Smith. So, welcome to Desire Brother Podcast. That was something. Yeah, it was. We are still at Bethel. Mm-hmm. Still here. Not left yet. Recharging. I've been in a Baptist church all year in B.C., <laughs> and it's like I need boo to, BC, I need it, boo I, Baptist. <laughs> this is a lot, of, a lot of things to boo in that sentence, uh, but I feel like I'm regenerating. Mm. I my brethren tank is full, and I can go spread that to the world now. This yeah. is good. This has yeah. been good for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are talking about the fruit of the spirit. The title. Yeah, the title of the podcast is, so listen really carefully if you can. I have no love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control towards those who say fruits of the Spirit instead of fruit of the Spirit. (laughs) None of that. If you ever thought it was more than one fruit, that it was some basket full of fruit, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. It's one fruit. Wow. You blowing your minds yet? That's true. That's in the Greek. Look it up. I don't think that. I think it's true. I heard can't, it once. Can't fruit be plural? No, no, no. But it's the Greek. It's not the English. Because, yes, the English mm. can be. Jesus didn't speak in English. Uh, yeah, so we want to talk about Christian growth and sanctification. So that's what the fruit of the Spirit's kind of about. And we want to talk about how that works in, in our lives and in general. And then we mostly want to talk about what happens when that fruit goes funky. What happens when the process of growth goes wrong? Because if you're on track and you're like, I am on fire, I am solid as a rock, that is awesome. And hopefully you get something out of it. But we're going to concentrate for the times when it's a little harder. Okay, so I did a prayer night at Capilano. Some of you guys remember this uh, with the youth group where we had different stations with like interactive prayer, right? And one of them was that I had nine pitchers of different colored juice and they were the fruit of the spirit and I had like tags on front of each one. And you were supposed to pray by pouring a glass of which fruit of the spirit, kind of which of the qualities you felt you needed to pray and work on the most that you needed the most help with. And so people were like, I need patience. So they'd pour apple, right? And they would drink it and they would pray. So it was kind of a cool thing. There was one guy in the youth group. I won't say his name, but he's the best. And he knew it was pineapple juice in the self-control one. And he was allergic to pineapple juice. And he's like, oh, no. (laughs) Moral dilemma. So... He pours himself a, a glass, and he's like, I need self-control. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, throat, 
a whole glass of self-control. Almost died. Oh, man. Totally worth it. So I just have a special place in my heart for the fruit of this spirit. I almost killed a kid over it. It was so good. That's interesting. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> so you were in a space with that, Tanner, of like separating the fruits. They are different things. They Shut are up, things Jeff. that you need to work <laughs> on. That they are plurality of fruits. Hey? It's it, fruit, not fruits. This don't is, question me. This is kind of a little bit of... We, Tanner and I were kind of thinking this through a little bit and Dave with us a bit, but it's just like, how do you make a whole, like some preachers are just like, oh, oh man, let's do a whole series on the fruit of the spirit. And then they're just like, we can talk. That's nine weeks to go over stuff. But then like you just kind of run out of stuff. And, but then I like love, love. I got yeah. joy. It's different than happiness. Check sermon. And you got peace. You're like, everybody needs peace. We're so stressed out. And then you get into patience. You're like, okay. <laughs> little harder got it then you hit kindness and you're like that was love did we not do love hmm. and then you're like i'm just gonna push ahead this is the this is the 40 days in the desert i got it <laughs> and then the next week you open your bible and goodness is staring <laughs> in your face and you're like that's kindness <laughs> that's the same thing <laughs> and then you got to make a sermon my, my wondering on that worst. too is like and they're like get to self control. Just I, I need to tell them to stop, stop being bad. My my wondering about it too is like, was I wonder I don't mean to be flimp, flippant about this in a certain way, but I wonder if Paul would just like contrasting like so here's the stuff of disobedience that's of the flesh when he talks about Galatians five before and then he gets in the fruit of spirit. I wonder if he just sort of like. Started rattling off, he's like, love, joy, peace, patience, kind of good. And like, he just kind of lists nine things. He's like, these are all good things from the spirit. But I'm just like, what? Right. What? It's like when a kid's praying and he's like, I love, thank you for mommy and daddy. And yeah. then they're starting to run out and they're like, and my toes and my. <laughs> but then like, but the thing is like kids miss stuff too. And so I'm wondering like, um, is honesty not a fruit of the spirit? It's not okay to say Paul missed stuff. But I know, I'm wondering that. Is integrity. No, no, I'm saying you can't say that. Yeah, don't say it. Dave's with me on that one. Mm. Moving on. All right, Dave's gonna <laughs> Dave is going to read the fruit of the Spirit out. For those of you guys, you probably read it already, so let's reiterate it. Okay, Galatians 5, 16 to 26. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Excellent. So for those of you guys who are like, okay, I read it in dear time. I'm not totally familiar with the fruit of the spirit. Can you quickly explain it? <coughs> Here's what we're going to do. They are going to give me their elevator pitch. Do you guys know what an elevator pitch is? 
It's when you get the one chance with the investor who's like, I got a new product, and you get one chance with Bill Gates. And it's in the elevator where he's like, we got 30 floors, give it to me. Give your four-sentence pitch. And if I like it, we can talk more. So that's an elevator pitch, right? You get few little tiny chances with important people to talk. So you guys are the important people. Jackson and Dave are going to give a 30-second elevator pitch that they have prepared. 30-ish? Nope. 30-second. I've got it on the clock. You don't need to worry about it. I will buzz them if they're just getting to Jesus. No Jesus! <laughs> You'll lose, but no Jesus. <laughs> so you guys need to hear it if you feel like that was clear, that was biblical, that was helpful, you know, whatever. You are going to vote for them at the end, whichever one you find best. So five seconds. Who's first? I'll go first. Okay, here we go. Two, one, give it. <clears throat> Opposing the previous ways of life we struggle through, the fruit of the Spirit is the outward evidence which points to the Spirit's inward presence. The Spirit's presence in the life of the believer reveals a oneness with God. And the nine pieces of, uh, which make the fruit of, the, of the, the fruit harvest are inevitable to the one who daily surrenders himself to God crucifying the old nature of the flesh and being clothed in the likeness of Christ. Ooh, 30 seconds exactly. Very good. All right, Dave, we're in the elevator. It's kind of textbooky, but Oh, so textbook is wrong? No, it sounded good. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you just plagiarized that from some textbook. Okay. Good, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> How many of you think that Tanner's have been a little bit mean to me? Are we gathering that a bit? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> it's just so attractive. <laughs> Bothersome. <laughs> so uh, okay. Five seconds here. Ready? I hope so. I might blank. One. Go. Okay. God is a relational being, and as such, he, what he desires is he wants mankind to join in his mission of redeeming mankind. And so... In order for us to effectively take part in this, we have to be we have to be given the characteristics of God. We have to be filled with His Spirit. Um, the way that we do this is just it, it increases in us as we align ourselves to God's will and as we submit to Him. Oh, so good! And, right? and, wow, and that Jesus. was really. <laughs> You can't add that Jesus part. You can't <laughs> consider that Jesus <laughs> part no, when He put into that Jesus part from your mind. <laughs> Didn't make it in. All right, I need the loudest, wildest applause if you think that Jackson explained it the best. Now I want even louder applause if you think that Dave explained it the best. Do you understand the weirdness of this game, right? Who, who yeah, won? It is very weird. <laughs> who A tie. We both win. Uh, Dave won. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. It's in yes. the microphone. It's legal now. <laughs> but did some of those definitions stick? Do you guys think that those were sensible, were biblical? We can move forward from those in a lot of senses? I don't see shaking heads, so. Yes. Thanks, Candice. <laughs> we appreciate that <laughs> approval. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, okay, let's get a little personal. Let's jump off the deep end. Deep end, because we talk about fruit of the spirit very generally, and we should grow and read your Bible for every day. You'll grow, grow, grow. That's fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Have you seen the growth of the fruit of the Spirit in your own life? Yes. <laughs> Next uh, question, Tim. <laughs> You're the worst. Uh, I shouldn't have let you win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much explanation and qualifications you want to give me. 
you want me to give. It's a very slow process, but yes. I'll get into it more later. Yeah, that one that was good. I'm Can I? I'm gonna win this question, by the no, way. No, there's no winning anymore. <laughs> with with this one, it's like I have seen, and I know that we're gonna like try to flesh out a little bit more the fruits. Like, oh, I'm growing in patience, but do I grow in the other ones too, or how does that work when they're just fruit? But I have seen in my life, just as for some reason, I'm driving 90 kilometers an hour on 100 kilometer an hour highways. I used to just do a buck ten, a buck twenty. And just kind of go because I needed to get places. Do you know what the purpose of that yeah. is? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, no, you don't think. Okay. So I guess going over the speed limit is a sin thing. So first off, I'm avoiding sin by doing 90 kilometers an hour. But also, I've been like, no, patience is better. Doing this, slowing down, understanding that like I don't need to be places in a hurry. I don't need to feel rushed. I can be a part of the world that slows down a little bit. You're the problem and with America, Jackson. When I'm on Highway 44 and I am behind <laughs> somebody, the problem with America. Me. You're in Canada and you're driving. You're this the is the worst. issue. I was stuck behind <laughs> such no, slow a, drivers on the way point. here. We want to get places right. and to it's slow down and actually have that patience is helpful. So you don't get bothered when you're behind somebody in traffic. The the thing what I've changed too is like I think the defensive driving course that like that you should take is Christianity because when I'm when I know it doesn't make sense. Okay. When I'm driving 90, when I'm driving 90 kilometers an hour, I'm just like, I'm a hazard when I'm driving that slow. And there's people behind me like, you better be doing 101 or above, or I'm going to like be on your tail because like, why would you do under that? When there are people behind me, I'm just like, I'll do hundred kilometers an hour because I'm like, that's considerate of the other person behind me. Jesus has taught me to think of others before I think of myself. So to stop the flow, to not ah, stop the flow of traffic, you consider others. Well, I, I want to do 90 kilometers when there's nobody on the road because it's better on gas. It saves, doesn't save time, this but it's such a rabbit trail. It's weird. We yeah, I know. We should do a podcast. <laughs> can, can I admit something? What? When I want to go fast and I'm late, I have the little Jesus fish I got from Bethel hanging from my mirror, and I hold it and I cover it when I go fast because <laughs> I want people to think I'm an atheist when I go fast. <laughs> Atheists are the worst. Can you imagine like having it? I used to do that a little bit. So anyway, <laughs> so I'm not going to answer if I've seen growth of the fruit of the spirit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now my other question is: Are we allowed to judge that for ourselves? Absolutely. Why? Okay. Um, there's about a two-week period where my hair is the perfect length, and and it's what is with you people? <laughs> this podcast is going really well. Okay. And so, a couple of times, no, this is, this is I'm, I'm going places this, okay? So, a couple of times in my life, I've got it, so I, I got it cut perfectly to, like, the beginning of the two-week period. And then, at the two-week end, I've got it cut again. Like, I just got it cut two weeks ago. And people are like, I can't even tell that you got your hair cut. And that's because nobody else cares about my hair, but I do. Nobody else spends hours analyzing what I've said, but I do. I, everyone is the center of their own lives, and we, we know ourselves deeper than anyone else possibly can. Yeah. Do you think that? I, I, I'm, for the sake of it, I'm going to say that maybe it's hard to judge ourselves because I understand Dave's introspective work, but I'm going to say, for now, maybe, but I'll say we should judge others 
on their growth in the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, this is this is gonna that's, get that's real up in here. That's the new bumper sticker on the back of the Desiring Brethren thing. Judge others. <laughs> That'll be our slogan, our tagline. I love uh, it. You're driving, okay, and the people that. know explain I'm judging. judging others. So I get like you're gonna throw a, pa- a, a you have a few passages that you'll throw at me, and they're just like you can't judge others. Totally. When we can't judge others when they're not a part of the fold of God to say that like you're going to hell. That's not me for me up for me to decide that's in God's domain when you're within the fold of Christ there's something along the lines of we keep each other accountable we have these we have the fruit of the spirit to tell us like these are kind of the marks of the Christian not a church attendance not bible study attendance not like long effective prayers but I think that these might be the marks of the spirit's presence in others and when those aren't being fulfilled then not only do we have to examine the plank in our own eye before we inspect the speck in others, but we have to sort of wonder and question and be like, hey, I've noticed, like, I, know, I don't know if I'm coming from this from the right direction, but I've noticed this in you. And I'm wondering if you can help me through that. And have you first, ever been called out by somebody else for not growing in the fruit of the Spirit? Um, I got called out once. I know. And during I, Carmel. Yeah, I, and I was wondering if you wanted to speak to that. I don't know if you want to. I'll say his name because I really appreciated it. Mm. So this is kind of a shout out. Colin Gelderman took me for a ride during Carmel where I felt I was growing a lot during Carmel and mm. said, dude, you're in the weeds. Like you are a Pharisee. And I was like, what? Ah, jerk. You know, mm. I judge you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Condemnation. And it was like, it hurt. And I was mad at him for a few weeks. And then I was like, yeah, you're right shoot and i thought i was growing but i was i was just becoming more i am better than you i'm interrupting you right now because i think that thank you colin when i think it's it's when tanner when when you had that gut reaction was like no i thought i was growing i thought i was improving but then you actually went internal and you said you know what colin i could point out 30 more things that are wrong with me i didn't say that no of course you didn't but after you reflected you were sort of just like Darn, Colin, I think that like you have something to that. And that is a sign yeah. of spiritual growth. When instead you say, no, I have peace. No, I have patience. It's a mark when you say in humility, you're so right. I have things that I can grow on. And I understand that you're telling me this in love and how you receive it shows how the spirit has been inside of you. I wrote some mean stuff about him on bathroom walls, though. <laughs> no, you didn't. Is that growing? <laughs> no, <I laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And that's the humility of being challenged yeah. and being able to be like, okay. So I want you to hold that intention of just like, hey, I, we have 34 people now that have given the stamp of approval to go judge Christians now. Yes and probably not, but there's wisdom in that. Can we just leave it there? Yeah, I mean, I think the most loving thing you can do for a friend sometimes is call them out. Mm. You know, but, uh, but okay. With an arm so around let's them. Get, let's get into the three scenarios we want to go through when, when fruit goes funky. Mm. Uh, first one. What do you, so this is kind of, maybe you find yourself in one of these categories right now if you don't feel like I'm doing super great. Maybe you're one of these three, maybe you're more, and we can talk about that. Uh, What do you do when you are trying really hard? You know, you you are reading your Bible, you are are journaling, you're Mm. serving the poor, and you do not see yours growing. You actually see yourself stagnating or like, I am just as short-tempered as I was a year ago, two years ago, but, but I'm trying so hard. Mm. What do you do when you get that? Am I allowed to tell personal stories? Mm. Yes. Okay. You kind of, it's your own. When I was talking about my hair, you were kind of just, okay. Like Schmave. Schmave. Okay. Um, 
This might not apply directly to this question, <laughs> but it sort of covers it's it covers it's not about all your hair, right? It's better be about your hair. Okay, it your covers beard now. sort of all yeah, I'll just get into it. Okay. <laughs> so, um I've been uh, trying to follow the way of Jesus for about 15 years, give or take. We'll call it 15. And if you accumulated in those 15 years the amount of time where God has been number one in my life, like number one, mm. it would easily be under a year. I wouldn't even have to think about it. Under a year, mm. probably once you're getting into like six months territory, that's probably getting close. Maybe you got to dig down deeper. <laughs> and, and, w- and sort of coming back to the trying really hard thing is sometimes we think, oh, uh, that means that like there's only two sides, but you already brought up the weeds. So Jesus tells the parable of the sower, and he doesn't just say there's good soil and there's bad soil, right? He talks about two other soils, and one of them is the, the thorny soil. And, man, like, sometimes it can be, yeah, I'm growing. Like, I, I am growing a crop. There are fruit growing. I, I, I genuinely care about God. I genuinely want to grow. I want to serve. I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing all this, and, it, and it's real. I'm also cultivating some weeds that I'm watering and, you know, growing them as well, and they are choking the life out at the same time. And so it's not, it's not an either-or, it's a both, right. and it's really hard to grow fruit when there's... So you're saying if, if they are in that situation, it's possible, yes, you're trying hard, but... The reality is yeah, there's also something else you're trying really hard at that's yeah, blocking that. Yeah, that, that won't apply to everyone under this question, yeah, but yeah. some people, I would try to kindly say, like, reevaluate yourself. Yeah. I would also say I think fruit is seasonal. Like, we, we kind of that idea that, like, you go through a really period where you try really hard and you don't see anything, and then you realize, wow, I've grown a ton, and it just happens. In one season of your life, you're like, bam, bam, bam. Like, I have patience for the people around me that I did not have patience for. Mm -hmm. I have a gentleness to people where they want to come with their problems to me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where did that come from? I've been trying for six months without anything, Mm -hmm. with with feeling like it's getting worse. And I think there is those, like, bursts where it's not just, like, this, like, steady incline. It's like, you know, that kind of thing, which nobody heard in the podcast. (laughs) I did this. Okay. <laughs> I, when 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 I don't see mine growing, it I just I just get more mad, and that's just a part of acting out of the flesh more, where it's just like I'm trying, I'm doing this, and I'm doing more and more, and then nothing's going on. I just get angrier, and that's because that's all I can do, because that's what I'm living out of. I'm living out of a works-based thing of like I need to go get to God. Right, and that's Try sort of what I was saying in Carmel, where it was like, I'm growing, I'm trying so hard, I'm serving eight hours a week, I'm the greatest, mm. and then it's like, you're a Pharisee, you know, like, I wasn't growing in the fruit of the Spirit, because it was all about me, and it was all about getting some level, which is problematic, so, no, that's good. Next one, uh, what if I feel like I'm failing in some virtues, but I'm growing in others? Right, because we said, oh, it's all one fruits, and you know, like it's supposed to all grow together. But that's not true to most of our experience in a lot of ways. Hmm. Like where you could be like, I'm more patient and loving with people, but I'm not very self-controlled, and I know that that that's actually really bad. Or I'm very self-controlled, and everybody finds me a jerk. 
right? Or whatever, like just that kind of, there's some things that people have noted in my life. You're doing really great at that. Wow, you are so gentle with those, you know, kids. Mm. And then it's like, but I know that I'm not growing in some other stuff. What happens when it's like uneven? Can that exist? Does that exist? It, it exists for me and it, it just does. Like I, can I just get nods or shakes when you're just like, I think that that's true in my life. Like I love Peter's look right now. He's like this. Where it, and that is like the answer. You're confused and you're wondering and it's, I know for me what happens when I find myself in those spaces of like, when my self-control is fleeting, I'm just like, but I'm so good with kids right now. And like, I'm gentle with them. And then I use that as justification for like, the spirit's still in me, I'm still good. And, and then, but then another piece of it starts to fragment. But I'm like, and I hold on to my gentleness. And then the other like seven keep falling apart. And then, and then it just perpetuates that justification of it. Like, I am actually okay on my own strength based on this fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Any thoughts? Uh, not really. It's it's fruits. <laughs> They're different. They're different traits. <laughs> You're the worst. They <laughs> come along at different speeds. Uh, I guess I would say I think if that's true of you, I think one of the answers is like life is messy and that's going to happen. Or like maybe short term you're doing poorly in one, but in a long term trend you're growing in all of them. That's possible. But then the other thing I would say is if you're just growing not in self-control – but you find yourself very patient with other people, it might be because you're like, hey, I really suck, and so I'm not going to judge them, mm. right? So you're living out of like, because I, I can't help you. I can't say that you're not doing good. So I'm just cool with your behavior, and people want to talk to me, and they want me to listen to them because I just don't have any self-control of my own, and that's mm. the reason you're being like that. Or I've got lots of self-control. I'm self-controlled. I'm self-controlled, right? And you're like kind of going nuts and it's like, you don't have any gentleness. Mm. Then you got to ask questions about why are you self-controlled? Are you self-controlled because you're a Pharisee? Mm. Possibly. I don't know. So I think that's a hard one. I don't know. Big good question. That's like most of our lives though. I think that's the one where most of us fall under probably. Okay, this one. What about the times when my spiritual life is not stagnant? It's actually in decline. Like, we talk about growth and, like, the idea of, well, maybe sometimes you're not growing, but then you'll grow. And it's like, that's the Christian life, sanctification. If the Holy Spirit's in you, you're either going to be flatlining when you're ignoring them or you're going up. Mm. But there ain't down. And I guess I'm asking the question, what happens when I know I'm down? Because, okay, real personal, mm. I directed a camp about five years ago, intermediate. Were any of you guys at that camp, spy camp? A few of you guys, okay. whoop, whoop. Uh, and we buried a time capsule under second base, right? And we had a questionnaire, you know, who do you like? And all of you guys were like, Scott Huber, he's <laughs> the hottest counselor. <laughs> I know it because I read some of your answers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and we buried it and then buried, buried, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> And then it was supposed to be five years later, but we miscounted in our head, and we did four years later. Um, we directed the senior high camp. And how many of you guys were here for that? Woo, same people-ish, right? And we were able to dig them up. And at the end of it, us three directors, Ben, Kendra, and I, were like, oh, all the kids are gone. Let's read ours, mm. right? And we're, like, trading answers. Like, what did I say four years ago? That's so funny. Mm. And, like, 
I couldn't share with them because my sheet was like Tanner finishing caramel. Hmm. And it was like, I had like, cause you were supposed to write a message to your future self. And it was like, don't give up on God. Jesus is worth it. Like really beautiful things where I was like, looked at it and was like, I'm not that person anymore. I'm not the caramel me anymore. And that's not a good thing. That, that I've actually declined in many ways from that passion I used to have. And it was like this scary moment where it was like, was I, was I much better four years ago? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for me now? Because I'm declined. And, and some of you guys will experience that, and some of you have, where you have your kind of Mount Carmel, like, I am serving, I am loving. And then you look at yourself a few years later, and you're like, where did I go? Mm-hmm. What happened to me? So I guess that's my question is, what if I'm in that place where I'm like, it's not just stagnant. It's like, I'm not any of those things I was. We have to admit that, like, Tanner, this is a hard question. It's a real question, though, because I know that in my life, too, it's there's been periods of. And, and I relate to that with camp, like I journaled when I directed intermediate and then i look back on those journals like who's that guy I w- why isn't he here now too mm-hmm. and maybe 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 growth looks different in certain aspects like maybe you grew in other ways we, we don't uh, it's pot, it could have been a shallow passion and now i don't have as much passion, i don't want to limit to it a right more maturity i don't know right yeah, Ma- but maybe you've grown and not that like it's important to know more about your bible it sure is but maybe there's deeper things that you found and you're just more reflective or you're more introspective or something. But sure. what, what, what can we do? So you say, don't worry about it. Not don't worry about it, but. I hear you saying that. Good. What I want you to hear. <laughs> celebrate it. Celebrate that. There was a time when I was enamored with God. And that was super real. Admit that you're like, I'm not there right now. But I think. It must be possible if I'm writing these things and decline has happened in some way and Christ feels far, but it happened and, mm-hmm. oh boy, it can happen again. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. If you find yourself in that place, I guess you've got some pretty serious weeds that you got to start attending to. Mm-hmm. I directed a camp two, th- two or three years ago and, uh, for about six months leading up to the camp, I was in a really bad place. Like, r- God wasn't important at all. Um, and about, <laughs> about like two weeks before camp, I'm like, I'm going to be directing a Bible camp. Oh, I've totally felt that. And uh, right? You're like, I got to cancel in a week. I got to start doing devotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you think that. It happens. Absolutely, it's happened to me. And I think the, like, just going to a camp and and living it, oh, it we awoke all of all of the goodness, all of the the passion, all the realness, and and I came out of that week just definitely increased in the fruits of the spirit a lot because I had to rely on God mm-hmm. for everything, mm-hmm. and I was interacting with all these kids that I learned to care about deeply, yeah. and so like it's like a kickstart almost. Yeah, finding. Yeah. I guess we get into this later, but finding something, a way to just throw yourself out there where you have to lean on God again. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
we don't mean to put you in a like us in a space of like we're all in dark spots and we've all just declined and we're all downhill and like camp helps us and it's our savior no you can't see my belly on it <laughs> decline from my high school days you know throw that ball under over the mountains <laughs> look at me now <laughs> we don't want you to just think that like decline happens and it stinks and we don't have answers but i i want you to understand that this is kind of things that happen and we acknowledge that some of you are in spaces like that too and it's weird how camp had a way of it's it's it might it is camp because there's people here there's people here that come into camp with so much excitement and joy and the spirit's presence ultimately and it just exudes to others and you want to be a part of that again and yeah and i think the most helpful thing uh, that i have felt when i'm in decline is to name it and to have an honest conversation with God, to be like, God, this is bad. And you know what? God dealt with a lot. Of, Jesus dealt with a lot of people where they said, this is bad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think there's responses to that in the Bible, for sure, mm-hmm. of how Jesus dealt with people like that who were like, I really stink right now. Right? So, yeah. No, that's good. Theologically, how do we grow in the spirit? Grow the fruit of the spirit. Theologically, what would your answer be? I know you get the 30-second pitch, but like just straight up, how do I get more of that in me? I was just giving the nod to Pastor Jack, but uh, oh, you want me to he do sent it? it back to no, me. No, I'll send take it, it back. here. Oh, I'll send it back to you. Okay. We do passes back and forth. We are doing the wrong podcast. No, I'm kidding. What we had you do? Heresy. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it is. It's Tanner Dave against me. Anyways, we're doing the raw, wrong podcast in the sense of we're focusing on the result. We're focusing on the fruit. We're focusing on this aspect that is the consequence when really the theological answer to this, and I don't, I don't like to be that person. I love Tanner's caption that he gave us about the podcast. Judge three, brothers? No, oh. yeah. Three, three brethren boys who had more answers to questions, and they decided to change that. I don't want to give you an answer right now like this is how you fix stuff, but this is what I think God points to. The fruit of the Spirit doesn't ask how you're doing. It asks where you're rooted. It asks to whom you belong, and that's why, that's why I encourage you to read John 15 is because what's that recurring verb that comes up? Abide, remain, be in the vine, remain in me and I remain in you. Like that language of Jesus asked that. Oh, there's what Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, um, but seeks God and desire. He's like a, he's like a tree plant, planted by streams of water. Where are you rooted? Happiness, fruit of the Giving spirit. Fruit in due season. Yeah. 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 This tree is blessed. It's happy. It's successful in the biblical sense of the word successful because it's rooted in that spot where it is nourished always. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin, you know, Benjamin Franklin, it's not like the, the, the American bill or something. He did something at some it's point. Stuff. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> He's in history, right? He's dead. Right. It's cool. Um, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin had this thing where like every month he would work on a different virtue. He had his 12 virtues. So he'd be like temperance this month, you know, the old school words for things, right? Or integrity. And he would just work on it for a month. And he had a chart. And you can actually download the chart online, and everybody follows the chart. And then some guy was like, you need a 13th. You need humility. And he's like, oh, brilliant. Blah, blah, blah. 
So <laughs> he has 13, so it's a bit of a complicated calendar. <laughs> but it's the problem, it's I'm going to work on each fruit of the spirit. Okay, this month is patience, and I'm going to work on that mm. symptom. And then this month I'm going to work on self-control, and I'm going to be really self-controlled. And the problem with that is it is symptoms. It's just dealing with the fruit, and it's like, that's not what God is asking you. You are not supposed to read the fruit of the Spirit and be like, oh, I really got to work on patience, right? Patience, oh, stupid Tanner. It's, wait, walk in the Spirit, and mm. you will not satisfy the desires of the flesh. The point is you walk with somebody. You get close to somebody. You get, you know, well, no, that's not appropriate. Uh, in the secret. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but you get in that place where you're like, I am with Jesus. I'm just going to be here. And then you find the fruit growing. And I think we get that in our mind where it's like, I work on self-control this month, you know, which is, was the problem with me doing the juice thing is it's encouraging them just to deal mm. with a symptom. But it's like, no, I just got to be with Jesus. And this is the change that might happen. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, this is where we want you guys to give tips because we're not giving tips for this. You guys have probably been through hard times. You've probably been through times where things were not so good with the fruit of the spirit. And maybe some of you have gotten out of those hard times. Maybe you're back in them. But you got out of them at some point. Mm. I want you guys to tell the group practically how did you how were you able to actually get to a place where you were able to grow in the fruit of the spirit what's something that worked for you dave gave the example of i got into camp so i actually had to depend on god i went to a position and it was like oh boy this isn't going to work unless i'm rooted in jesus right now and then lo and behold something good happened that's an example what is something that w has worked for you? And if you're someone who's like, you're not the person who puts up your hand, you actually probably have something valuable to say. Mm. Yeah. So good. Yes. That's the hardest answer for me, but it's like the truest answer ever. I, I need Chris and Angie in my life. I need these people. I need to just go watch Twin Peaks with them. Because it's, it's about Twin Peaks, but it's about being with them. I need to do a podcast with these two hosers because I need to be with them. I, like If we recorded it all or if we didn't, I need these people in my life that remind me of, it's not just me and God. I've struggled with that forever, but you're totally right. Like Community has such a big piece to it. Yeah. Anything else? Mister? Chris? Uh, there's two of you. Early, the smaller Chris. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> in your face. <laughs> You're both like six foot one. Okay, haired Chris. <laughs> he has a beard. Like, this is <laughs> worse and worse. <laughs> Chris Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's absolutely, it's like, if you had, what I would say is, if you had a junior higher kid, and you were like, sat down with him, and he's like, tell me how you're doing, 
that kid is not going to tell you how he's doing. There's no way. The way to get that kid to tell you how he's really doing mm. is you have to do a thousand little things that have nothing to do with how he's doing. Mm. You need to go for movies with him and you need to play with him. And then suddenly that kid's going to be like, hey, dad, I'm not doing so good. But it's within the quantity time that we get quality time. So you get quantity time with little things with God, little things, little things. Suddenly that big thing is going to happen mm. because you had all those touches with God throughout the day. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Chris Lance? I, I, I totally understand that, like, intentions totally matter. Like, if you're not serving out a space of joy and flourishing and being in love with God, like, it can be super hard to serve. But I'm just like, people can, people still need bowls of soups whether you give a rip or not. Like, the poor still need your money whether you, like, care how much you, like, there are facts that happen and you need to persist in those that just, like, this is beyond myself. That's the whole point of serving is that I step outside of myself. And mm -hmm. that is so good to just keep yep. pushing through. Yep. One last thought from anybody? I think that's a good place to close. Yeah, community and quantity time with God, just those little things. And then not withdrawing when you're bad. When yeah. things are bad, not just saying, uh, things are bad so I can't read my Bible and I can't serve and I can't. Uh, like That's not going to help. Why would that help? Yeah. It's the opposite of help, right? So... Yeah, that's really good. Jack, can you pray with us together right now before we close? Yeah, of course. Is that cool? Let's, all, let's pray together. God, we've talked about stuff that we are, are in some senses, bearing our hearts to one another in hopes that um, our hearts can be healed in a lot of ways. Thank you for the honesty that has been shared, and we pray for um, growth in your spirit in knowing you more, in a daily filling of who you are, in order that we can be with you. And God, that we want to see the, the we want to see others um, be benefited from our presence with them. We want them to be able to know what love, joy, and, and all the pieces of who you are are. Let us be people who are taken over by your spirit in order that others can see who you are because that is your desire christ that's why you came to earth thank you for choosing us broken vessels to be a part of that thank you jesus for making a way that we can see the world in the way that you have a vision of the world um, help us to fall in love with it all over again tell us the old old beautiful story thanks for this time help us to Reflect on these things and move forward in you. All to your glory, we pray in uh, the name of the King of the world and the King of our heart, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That was good. Uh, let's close this off, and then I'm going to say one thing. Uh, I'm Tanner Haas. I'm David Short. Thanks, Dave. I'm Jackson. I like Dave. Okay. <laughs> and that is the end of this week. Thank you for that.